0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League,
1: powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Friday edition, getting you ready for the rest of Week 2 action. But we had a a pretty fun one here, Thursday night football. These Thursday night football games are going to be pretty good this year, is what we're learning so far. Uh, week two, the Washington football team beat the New York Giants 30-29. And we will preview the second half of games that we did not finish yesterday for the week to schedule. I want to let everybody know about the new relaunching of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast right here on the network. September 20th, that's Monday. Brand new hosts, Eric Crocker, brings you the player scouting, former NFL and AFL player, Ryan Tracy. He's the co-host of Locked On Chiefs, and he brings you the analytics side of things with the NFL Draft. Follow the new Locked On NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I do want to shout out the old hosts to the Locked On NFL Draft, and I was on that show numerous times. Uh, Trevor Sikama is now working with the folks at PFF, and Ben Solak is now working at the Ringer, so congratulations to those guys as well. And uh, I think this new version of Locked On NFL Draft will be just as good as the old one, and all very good folks involved with that program.
1: Yeah, congrats to the guys on their way out. They did great work, and I'm psyched to listen to the new guys, so that should be
0: good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure Peacock and Williamson individually will be involved in the new Locked On NFL draft show, and we might have to have a couple of those guys on this show as well, help them pump the new launch of the new program and, and talk draft with us on here. I'm sure that will happen multiple times.
1: Without question. Got to do it.
0: Let's get into this one. We did have one person by the way Matt in the survivor pool that picked the New York Giants and is now out Ooh. in the Peacock and Williamson survivor pool not that's that's going a little too contrarian I think um and not that this wasn't close and not that they almost didn't win but unnecessary I think unnecessary risk maybe I mean not as risky as taking the Jaguars in week one but um pretty <laughs> <laughs> pretty risky here. so the last second field goal that was missed and then a penalty and of course as it always happens in the NFL, you give them a second chance; they're gonna make it. And Hopkins did flirt with that right upright the second time as well, but it stayed inside. Washington winning that one, late thirty to twenty nine. We didn't want to overreact too much from week one, but now we've got a couple games here with these two teams. Are you getting it? Set? Did you learn something about Washington and New York from the first couple of weeks, and especially this game here in week two?
1: Yeah, first off, it was very entertaining. It was a very evenly fought game. Uh, a couple crucial plays that you know maybe been the difference. You mentioned uh, the, the Washington's kicker. Just want to throw out a, a nice work to Graham Gano too. I mean, he was awesome in this game too. I never bring up kickers, yeah. but just want to make sure I got that out there. Um, <laughs> the Giants, I'm probably was too hard on in week one. To be very honest with you, I, I thought they played pretty well. The offensive line was a problem, but it wasn't a nightmare. Jones made plays, particularly with his legs. I think it's pretty clear that Sterling Shepard is the featured receiver and the most reliable, and frankly, an underrated player. I thought Barkley looked better in Week Two than he did in Week One. Um, as for Washington, I think they have a very good defense, but I don't know that it's as good as I thought. You know, mm-hmm. like I looked at it and thought, you know, the Rams, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Washington have the the tier one defenses in the league. I'm not sure Washington does. You know, we'll see.
0: Yep. No, uh, I'm glad you I wanted to let you say that first because that's exactly what my first note was was, yeah, this Washington defense is going to be okay, but they're not a powerhouse like World I thought beaters, at least yeah. early in the season so far. Uh, they're not winning as much as I thought up front, so I think that's uh, a big one to point to, and, and their strength is up front, and I think on the back side, they are still susceptible to some things. So, um, the, Not the powerhouse defense. Uh, the Heineke offense, I think, is okay, and mm-hmm. it's fine. He played um, well. But w- when it comes to Washington on offense, man, McLaurin is just the real deal. He's legit. He's so fun to watch. He's, he's so good with uh, how physical he is at the catch point, making sure he, he pulls down the ball, and they are targeting him like crazy.
1: Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, I mentioned Shepard being the focal point of the Giants offense. Well, he's not even in McLaurin's category and Shepard's a good player. McLaurin's a an NFL number one receiver. Mm -hmm. And really, there's 12 to 15 of those in the world. And he's one of them. Um, Nearly uncoverable attacks at all at all levels of the defense. Great football player. Um, I wanted to mention their running backs as well. I mean, this was a it's kind of a fantasy note. This was a big McKissick game. But if you really look at it, 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 Washington was very often in a two-minute situation, whether it's the end of the half, a a large portion of the fourth quarter. So Gibson kind of got forgotten. And I bet they'll look back on it and say, we probably should have leaned on Gibson more. But I still think his star is rising quickly that this game script just didn't help him all that much.
0: Yeah, game script didn't help and They did bring in McKissick in the passing game and utilized him mm-hmm. more there, which is his role. But Gibson is a former receiver and should be utilized in that role as well, too. So, yeah, kind of funky usage as good as protection,
1: though. People don't think about that.
0: You mm-hmm.
1: know? McKissick's a good receiver and he's good in protection, but not Gibson's fault.
0: Barkley has basically had one good run this season. He had a 41-yarder, then 12 runs for, what, 12 yards aside from that, or 12 runs for yeah. 15 yards or something aside from that. Um, he doesn't quite look back to normal, but he's getting closer, it seems like, Go, yeah, b- based long, on what I saw week from week one him. to week two. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I thought he looked better than week one. Very optimistic view is week three with, you know, 10 days rest or whatever might be enough to get him back to that spot. And I mentioned that the Giants O-line wasn't a disaster, but it still wasn't good. I mean, yeah. they're not going to win at the point of attack very often for him. So it, he has that Barry Sanders-like quality where 1, 2, 30, you know, minus 1, you know, 50. So he may be a little boom or bust on a per-carry basis.
0: Daniel Jones showing off the legs. Yeah, <laughs> I he just Everyone didn't get back caught back. on that run. I was like, okay, he's just going to take this all the way to the house. And it ended up getting called back, but that was an impressive run by Daniel Jones.
1: Without question. And I've been hard on Jason Garrett. A lot of people are hard on Jason Garrett. He's an easy scapegoat, but Garrett has unlocked Daniel Jones's legs. And that goes back to last year when Jones was healthy. He ran very well with design quarterback runs. It's an underappreciated aspect that he brings to the table. And he's pretty darn good at it. I mean, I don't know what he ran at the combine, but he looks like a 4-5-5 five, five type of guy. I mean, once mm-hmm. he starts opening it up in the open field, he can run. What
0: would you think about Daniel Jones? Because, uh, you know, I, I thought he played okay, and yeah. he didn't blow me away or anything like that. He made a couple of nice throws, but uh, his own receivers don't like him too much right now. Uh, and I don't know if they're mad at, at him, <laughs> if they're mad at the coaching staff, but there was a shouting match with Kenny Galladay, who they paid, what, $72 million to bring in? And um, Galladay was... Targeted. I mean, he was set the second most targeted receiver, only two targets behind Shepard. So he's targeted eight times, but only three catches. It wasn't a huge part of the the game in in week one either. And then Kadarius Tony, the rookie first rounder, went to social media after the game and said, uh, "Hold on, I want to get the quote correct because I don't want to misquote him." He said, "I don't be mad, blank, just be lame to me." So, hmm. uh, okay. like half of his receiving core doesn't like Daniel Jones.
1: Doesn't sound like it. Um. A lot of mouths to feed there, and it's not exactly the Chiefs' offense in terms of you know the the, mm-hmm. slight, uh, the size of pie to divvy out to everybody. I mentioned at the start of the show that I just think Shepard's their best receiver. I mean, that seems like a slight on the first round pick who's very much a work in progress, and I'm not sure he's even touched the ball as an NFL player yet. And Galladay, who I think is a little overrated, overpaid, and I don't know this about Kenny Galladay, but. This doesn't seem like the best teammate, and I'm hesitant to say that because, again, he may be the soul of the earth. But, I mean, last year he kind of shut it down in a contract year. The Lions weren't going anywhere, and now he's complaining after week two, after getting a $16 million contract a couple of months ago. Like, I have a hard time feeling bad for you.
0: Yeah, that's tough. He got targets. Yeah, and, and at that point, in the game, like, they they were in the game. So are you worried oh, about yeah. yourself? Are you worried about the team winning a football game, you know, because they lost by one point, and they had the lead until the last second when the kick went through. Um, right, right. What's odd with Tony? So he had zero targets. Tony had zero targets in this game, and we do have to move on and, and get to the rest of the the schedule and mm-hmm. preview the the second half of the the, the later games and the prime time games tonight or uh, this weekend, Monday night and Sunday night. Uh, C.J. Board and and uh, Jabril Peppers are the returners why did you draft tony if he's not even at least a return guy get his hands on the ball a little bit um he he did get time. a couple of targets i think they were behind the line of scrimmage he had negative two yards in week one i think and then zero targets in this game uh, so the usage does i do question that a little bit you spent a first round pick on a guy you better have a plan there
1: yeah and very raw as a player coming out of florida too route runner you know i mean he's a former quarterback an apologist in the draft would say oh he hasn't been a receiver long but it's not like he just picked it up a couple months ago, you know, and we know he's good with the ball in his hands. You know, through two weeks, you can't give him the football at all. Uh, I never understood the pick, to be honest with you. I mean, I think the, a lot of the pick was Shepard's a free agent after the year. Tony will be ready to be a cons- you know big contributor by then. I don't know that you had that luxury. I mean, draft a guard. Right.
0: Uh, the luxury is a good way to put it. And you had yeah. Sl- Slayton's a really good player, too. I like, yeah, right. I like Shepard, and I, I mean, Galladay's obviously a really talented player, and Tony's fine, but... I, and Engram, when he's
1: healthy, is a useful guy, too, yes. and Barkley can catch the ball. I mean, it's not like they're lacking for receivers.
0: Was, do you think it was a little bit of Gettleman trying to make his Daniel Jones pick look better?
1: Maybe. It's not working. Yeah, um, offensive line could have helped
0: I, that, too, as well, though. Okay, right. I, I, right, right. I'm take getting center,
1: so. you know. I don't know. I I thought that was odd. They did trade back, which was on giants like of course. And they have an extra first-round pick in the process looming for next year. But it-, it seemed like this team couldn't afford to do it. I even think you said yesterday, if they were taking ojalari in the first round, I'd have been like, oh,
0: okay. Right, if they went ojalari round one and <laughs> right. Tony in round two, it's the same players, but somehow it would have felt better. And by the way, ojalari <laughs> <Right>. two sacks <laughs> and two games for the rookie. So there you go.
1: Yeah, about him. Yeah, looking good. They haven't had an edge presence in a while. There have been a lot of... You know, big interior defensive lineman running the show there. So that's a nice pickup.
0: So essentially, the Washington might not be quite as good as I thought. Maybe the New York Giants a little bit better, even though they're 0-2 coming into this thing. I think a couple teams that are just kind of in the no-man's land for me right now after two weeks.
1: Right, but maybe not no-man's land in the NFC East, considering what the division looked like last year. Yes,
0: right? and we'll get to—I don't know, we already covered one of those games, didn't we? Let me double-check if we did. Niners-Eagles. Yeah, we already talked Niners— Did we talk Niners-Eagles?
1: I am not certain. I can't remember now. I know we did not talk Cowboys-Chargers.
0: Yes, and we haven't talked Rams-Colts yet from the early games, and then we'll get to some of the later games in the afternoon. Uh, We will get to everything eventually and preview every game (laughs) for the week to schedule next. There are always interesting new flavors at built.com. I love when I get a package of built bars because they're delicious, they're high in protein, they're low in calorie, they are low in sugar and they're a perfect snack on the go if you've skipped breakfast, which I do often. Just grab a built bar when you're walking out the door. You need to fuel a workout. Uh, There's bites, there's boosts, there's broths, but uh, it's all about the Built Bars for me. Their original flavors, all fantastic. Peanut butter, my favorite. Any of the peanut butters just go so well. Salted caramel, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, yeah, like the ice cream. Double chocolate, coconut, coconut, almond. I'm not a coconut guy, but uh, we argue about this in the Locked On NFL direct messages, and there's a big, strong contingent of coconut lovers out there. So if you're one of them, apparently the coconut flavor is the way to go for you. But yeah, I always lean toward the peanut butter brownie, which is only 180 calories, 19 grams of protein in that one, and only 5 grams of sugar. Raspberry built Bar, only 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of of sugar go find your favorite flavor of built bars at built.com and get 15% off with promo code locked 15 that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com all right after a little powwow, matt and i realizing no we didn't talk 49ers eagles that's part of the early <laughs> schedule there's a couple of early games we still have to get to we didn't have time yesterday so let's power through these and preview these games matt the niners on the road at the eagles both teams unbeaten Uh, Niners on the road, favored by three here. How do you like this one? And the Eagles were impressive in week one. They were.
1: And I don't know if it will keep up, but I think they'll be a very formidable opponent for San Fran in this game. At home, strong fan base, going to be loud, not an easy place to play. The Eagles are right now very good on both lines of scrimmage, and I expect that to continue in this game. Hurts causes problems, and their skill guys aren't bad. I don't think they win, but I think that they are tough to run against as they usually are when Fletcher Cox and Hargrave and those guys are you know, at their best, which they are right now. But I think they keep it close, like 21-20, Niner win.
0: We'll learn about some more usage there with Kyle Shanahan's offense and Sermon if he's active with Raheem Mostert out, if he yeah. eats into or takes over as the lead back for Elijah Mitchell. I have a feeling it's Elijah Mitchell. Uh, it's good on good with both lines, offensive line and defensive line with 49ers-Eagles, so that'll be a fun matchup to watch there. One thing I'm worried about from the 49ers side of things is as good as Hurts looked in week one, and I like how C- Sirianni set him up for some success, there is some tape out there for teams to to watch now and know what Hurts under Sirianni is going to look like. 49ers are banged up in the secondary. Uh, they got Josh yeah. Norman back there. They've got... Uh, Fifth-round rookie, D'Amador Lenore. And the Eagles have a lot of speed at wide receiver. So if the front four don't get home, can they cover on the back end? So that'll be a fun matchup to watch. But I will give away those three points for the Niners because they were just blowing out Detroit before some funky stuff happened and some two-point conversions and some onside kicks at the end of that game last week. And the Eagles, while good, they played the Falcons, who I think are pretty bad.
1: I expect a big Kittle game. Okay, I think those linebackers and safeties are a match for him.
0: Let's move on to the Rams and Colts. The Rams favored by three and a half on the road in Indianapolis. Uh, I was impressed by the Rams. They're scary. They played D. Stafford clearly is going to flourish under Sean McVay. A lot of weapons for him to throw to. I don't think three and a half points is enough. I'm going to do another favorite on the road here and give up those three and a half points.
1: I am too. I'm pretty down on the Colts right now. And I do expect that to get better. I don't think they have great rep weapons. The strength of the team, the offensive line, isn't what we've been accustomed to at all. The left tackle spot was a big, big problem. How about Quentin Nelson versus Aaron Donald? I mean, wow. I mean, that could be fun. I still think of the edge to Donald. Um, and I, Leonard, I think, is playing but isn't 100%. Here's my big key for this one, though, why I like the Rams big, is this – stately Fangio defense that's starting to sweep the league pretty quickly here. You know, one and a half gaps and cover four. I mean, and begging you to run that doesn't fit Wentz at all. I mean, what we don't have time to get into that defense and we will in future episodes, but they want you to be very patient and take what they give and run the ball against light fronts and, I just think Wentz is so aggressive by nature. He will not be patient and check down, check down, check down. He's going to try to drill one in there and pick six Ramsey. Yeah, you
0: know, that's interesting. Uh, I think that's pretty darn accurate there. And for me with the Colts, I just, and this is a few teams because it's early in the season. I just need to see it first. Yeah. And right, right. now, I'm. feel like I'm down on this team. I feel like there's more there, but I still got to see it first. And the Rams is is a tough team to see it against, I think, right now.
1: Yeah, and Stafford's obviously a difference maker for them. Obviously.
0: Saints at Panthers. This is a fun one, Matt. We've got a home dog in the Panthers giving up more than a field goal. And as good as the Saints looked against the Packers in Week 1, I think I'm going to go with... Matt rules guys here and, and Sam Darnold, who passed his first test and, and take the Panthers at home with three and a half points. I am too.
1: I, I, I think it's a Niners 21-20 type of win, kind of like I had mentioned before in the other game. I mean, a close game on the road. I think the Saints are the slightly better team, but Carolina's got more firepower. I mean, their receivers are better and McCaffrey and Kamara kind of cancel each other out in that regard. Um, I do think the Saints D is really, really good will travel well but uh, you often talk about this young panthers defense i think it's legit you know brian burns and chin and all these guys i think they keep this game very close
0: yeah this is a big year for growth for the carolina panthers and when with a lot of teams, when it arrives, it arrives quickly. And that could be the kind of team we're looking at with the Panthers here. And we've talked about a lot of teams that maybe, you know, like the Jets. It's like, well, they're they're not there yet. Maybe that's next year. And they're a year behind in that development curve of a new regime and bringing a, a few good drafts in a row in here. Uh, the Panthers are in that zone where I think they can make some noise right now. And this would be a huge statement game for them.
1: Yeah. And a lot of it hinges on Darnold. I mean, he could be a nightmare in this game and throw four picks and the Saints D's looking like they did against the Packers. But I trust the coaching staff and I coach, I I like the structure of how the Panthers are growing.
0: And with the Saints, a lot of focus on their, their defense and, and the rookie Paulson Adebo at corner at an interception last week. And he looks solid was, we talked a lot about Marshawn Lattimore and he got the new contract and how good he played in week one with Devontae Adams and that crew. Panthers go pretty deep at wide receiver with D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, the rookie Terrace Marshall, all involved and out of the backfield with McCaffrey. So um, they've got their work cut out for them. But, you know, with uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they're pretty deep in the secondary right now and playing well with the Saints. So this is a fun matchup and they match up really well together.
1: Yeah, I think we'll learn a lot about both more so than some of the other week two matchups.
0: Your Jacksonville Jaguars, Matt, are at home taking on the Denver Broncos. For those of you who don't listen to the program or didn't listen last week, we have the Peacock and Williamson Survivor Pool. Uh, A lot of folks in on it, about 150 entries here. Matt and a huge chunk of about 20 listeners in that pool had the Jaguars in week one, and they laid a huge egg. Do you see a bounce back for them? Do you like the home dog in this one with the Jaguars um, hosting the Broncos? Broncos on the road favored by six.
1: I mentioned this with Miami The kind of one of my rules of thumb in my limited betting life is I'm not betting against Florida teams in the first two weeks of the season at home. I really think fatigue is an issue, but this line isn't that bad and Jacksonville might really stink. You know, we're here in is urban Meyer going to USC. I mean, what's the, the, the attitude in that building right now? And I think Lawrence played well, but I know the the Broncos' D is a very, very stiff test and a heck of a lot better than Houston's D. I think Denver might shut them out. I mean, like, I don't know if Denver puts up a lot of points, but this could be 20-3, to 20-6. I'm taking Denver and laying the points.
0: Wow. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to get... Bradley Chubb back, but Von Miller was old Von Miller. Great. It looked like yeah. a couple sacks in week one. It's going to be a huge test, and I don't want to put too much stock into a road game for the Jaguars, new regime, new rookie quarterback there, a lot of young players on that Jaguars team but I got to see something kind of like with the Colts except for I got to see a lot more than with the Colts because I have more belief in what the Colts are doing right now sure, and where yeah. they are at because of where they have been versus the Jaguars who won all of one game last year and then just lost to the team that everybody thought was going to be the worst team in the league in week 1. So Urban Meyer, <laughs> show me something. I th- I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. So let's see it at home. Uh 6 points. That's I it's I can't take the Jaguars, but I don't like how many points there are either on the road for Denver in Florida. So I would not touch this game, but if I have to pick one, I guess I'll take Denver.
1: You mentioned the Eliminator pool. I just can't take the Jaguars again. <laughs> yeah, Not gonna. No, nope. They're gonna show me a lot before I'm back on yeah, board and no. putting a dollar on that. The
0: Jaguars are dead to Matt Williamson.
1: Oh, that was a pathetic performance.
0: Vikings and Cardinals in the afternoon Sunday. The 0-1 Vikings at the 1-0 Cardinals. I don't know if we've talked enough about how impressive the Cardinals were on both sides of the ball. And they were great. Murray just putting up an MVP-type performance in yeah. Week 1 and the defense was a problem. With some of those young players really coming along there on the defensive side of the ball as well to go with those veterans. What was this, Five sacks? Five right, Jones, sacks yeah. from Chandler Jones. I mean, come yeah. on. I would not expect that again. He's not going to have 80 sacks this year, but uh, my goodness, they were good.
1: They were really good. And he whipped LaJuan on the first play of the game and stuffed the run and then just kept whipping him ever since. And new offensive coordinator in Tennessee deserves some blame there. Like, if it gets to the point where your left tackles allow two, three sacks, you got to stop that bleeding and help the guy. I don't care if he's an established guy like Lawan or not. It's not like Chandler Jones is a nobody. I mean, the coaching staff deserves some heat here too. And they came out and, you know, tried to run the ball against the Arizona. Didn't at all. Um, you mentioned some of their young guys, uh, Buda Baker, Zaven Collins. Isaiah Simmons in particular looks like the guy that they you know we thought they drafted. You know, the first year was a little rocky.
0: Oh, night and day. He was awful in week one and two and early in the season last year. He looked lost. Uh, Now he's a true linebacker. Feel like he has a home and has found his feet under him in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I mean the the height and length and speed that those two linebackers have is jaw dropping. Um, And the pass rush, Chandler Jones and Watt, you know, among some other dudes and Kyler. I mean, this is way getting ahead of myself. I'm not trying. You know, guys, that I'm not a hot take type of dude. He might be an MVP type of guy this year. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to squint that hard with those receivers in a decent line and him running for a 1,000 and throwing for 4,500 and go, wow, that's the, a Lamar-like year. You know what I mean?
0: Do you? Th- so was Christian Kirk last week, do you think it's going to yeah. be a different wide receiver too every week? Behind DeAndre Maybe. Hopkins, like it'll be there'll be an AJ, AJ Green game, even though he looks somewhat washed. Uh, there'll be like a Chase Edmonds game, a Rondale Moore game where he gets really involved and makes some big plays. Uh, and then Christian Kirk. And are we sleeping on Christian Kirk? Is he just a straight up wide receiver too? There
1: it's a good question. Uh, I mean, uh, in fantasy, uh, my last pick in my, my home draft, I took AJ Green, took a flyer on him, I cut him for Sterling Shepard just because I wanted Sterling Shepard, but I was going to cut Green. So I'm not a huge believer, but he's not horrible. The thing he has going for him that Kirk and Moore don't is he's a true X. I mean, he's a true outside receiver. And Hopkins, of course, can do that. But you're not going to see A.J. Green in the slot where Kirk and Moore are more slot guys. But the reality is they'll probably lead the league in four receiver sets, and they'll be very high in three receiver sets. Mm -hmm. I think the tight end experiments from last year are gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you bring in A.J. Green, Rondell Moore. It's like enough of Dan Arnold type guys. Yeah, you know Max, what I mean? Max so,
0: with two X's, Williams.
1: Right, exactly. He's going to block, you know, and the, and the O-line's better and Kyler looks better. So, I, yes, the answer to your question is yes. I think Kirk will be really good all year, but he'll have some down games. Rondell Moore might catch 10 passes in this one and a lot of bubble screens and things like that um minnesota is not in a great place they're really looking for a third receiver in a big way whether it's a tight end or a receiver i don't know if they'll find it this year Their are lines in a little bit of a rocky spot and i think cousins will be under a lot of pressure arizona might blow their doors off i feel like i'm overreacting to arizona and i should know better but
0: <laughs> i'm impressed it is KJ Osborne, it looks like it's going to be wide receiver three there, but that is sort of where. He played a lot look, of snacks. Like, if you're chipping Chandler Jones, doing like if Chandler Jones isn't getting five sacks and just living in the backfield against Kirk Cousins, he's got Thielen, he's got Justin Jefferson, and that's the weakness still that I want to see more from that. Cardinals defense is on the back end With Murphy and Alford and some of the Corners there they're not going to be able to Just man up and cover these guys all day so If the front's sure. just not getting home all day That's where the Vikings offense can can Do some damage in this game
1: Without question and Dalvin Cook may have a nice game As well I just think that I like the Cardinals up front Better and mm-hmm. They just looked so much better than Minnesota did in week one
0: Cardinals offensive line Is sort of a no name unit that's probably better Than they get credit for too
1: Agreed. Agreed. I think Hudson helps, too, just solidify yes. things and that veteran presence, you know.
0: Let's get to the rest of the afternoon games and primetime, Sunday night, Monday Night Football next. All eyes back on the NFL as teams are back on the field. Another football season is here. Not only pro, but college action as well. As always, Bet online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this is season and i know y'all are pumped up after seeing football sometimes it's a slow burn too you're like all right the season back what's it gonna be like You're like oh yeah this is fun this is awesome overtime monday night football great let's throw some money down because now i have a good feel for what these teams are going to look like in 2021 a new updated site and interface at betonline.ag with even more odds props and contests they continue to be the number one source for everything football Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON. Not only football, but basketball, boxing, baseball, your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available this season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Falcons at Buccaneers. If you didn't use the Buccaneers as I did in week one of the Survivor Pool, I would have to imagine this is going to be a highly chosen team here because the Buccaneers look like the Buccaneers who just came off a Super Bowl win, and the Falcons looked bad, and I am worried about them on both lines and just the defense as a whole, and Matt Ryan's not getting better necessarily either, right?
1: No, he looked – Ben and Ryan are the two guys I looked at and thought, hmm. Are they old all of a sudden? And, and not that that, like, crept up on you, but, are, you know, that's been in the works. But both those guys look like this might be a really rough year. I mean, again, overreaction week one. Division games usually aren't blowouts. You know, these teams know each other. But that's a new coaching staff in Atlanta. And Atlanta just got destroyed on both lines of scrimmage by the Eagles. And this test up front is going to be equally, if not harder, and you get Brady time and all those weapons in his favor. I think the Bucks win this thing by three or four touchdowns. I mean, just it's not even close.
0: It's tough, and you can't make the line big enough. It's 12 and a half points. That's such yeah. a huge line, and I don't like taking those lines, but there's a reason it's that big. Uh, do they take the foot off the gas late? If they are up big, Falcons have an opportunity to bounce back. You know, it's a small sample of one week. Maybe they've got a lot more, and and they're gonna. And it's a division opponent, and they know them well, and maybe they can give them some problems and and keep it within twelve and a half points. Oh, um, by the way, the, I don't know if we even said, but I'm giving away those three and a half points with the Cardinals against the Vikings at home. Oh, I'm too. Yeah. yeah, I went to Cardinals. Okay. Um, twelve and a half. Gosh, you're giving up all twelve and a half. I'm huh, Matt.
1: I am. Okay. I just picture. I can picture it now, you know, Brady and Gronk with their helmets on the sidelines, five minutes left in the game, just hocking, you know, chucking it up on the sidelines, having a good time with a 25-point lead, you know, this was easy, time to go home, business trip.
0: I'll go the other way, I'll say the okay. Falcons, Big number. the Falcons, second game, Arthur Smith's got a game under his belt now, familiar opponent, they'll keep it within 12.5 points, but the Bucks win. Okay. The Cowboys at the Chargers, start everybody. Start everybody in your fantasy leagues in this one. The 0-1 Cowboys at the 1-0 Chargers. I was impressed with the Chargers game. It wasn't huge statistically, but this is a good football team. They're good offensively. They're good defensively. A more complete team. Uh, They're giving up 3.5 points. I think this could be a high-scoring game, so I think 3.5 won't look that big in the end. And as much as I like some Pieces on the Cowboys, not a believer of the defensive side of the ball at all. So give me those Chargers and I'll give up those three and a half points.
1: I will too. I think the Chargers O line you know, investments are great investments and no Demarcus Lawrence, no Gregory, even McCoy. I mean, like they're just, they don't have any kind of pass rushers anymore. And this offense, their defense is designed not to blitz a lot and keep everything in front of them. I think both these quarterbacks are great and play great and will be knocking on. Sandoz tier one door for quarterbacks mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. You're right. Tons of points here. I'm starting Mike Williams. I'm starting, you know, everybody I can. I think Eckler bounces back huge. I just think the Chargers are the better team, especially with like that Lawrence injury and things like that. Uh, they have some things that aren't going for them in Dallas and oh, two for the Cowboys. I
0: mean, are they going to throw the ball to Eckler this week though? That's
1: what I think. I think we'll <laughs> can see they? that. Yeah, right, right. I expect it.
0: All right, uh, let's go Titans Seahawks here. Titans were a disappointing team in Week One. The Seahawks were very Seahawk like. I the big note for me with the Seahawks and looking at this team and, and new offensive coordinator there, play action. The Seahawks used more play yep. action than ever, and I think that was really good for Russ. I, I'm, I picked Russ as a dark horse, not really a dark horse, but I picked him as my um, MVP candidate to when we were doing our awards picks, and I could really see that happening. And, and he looked good. He's got weapons. DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett, I like what's going on with that Seahawks team right now. They're favored by six and a half at home, which is a lot of points. I don't know if I like that line so much, but I love the Seahawks to win this one straight up for sure against uh, the Titans, with, with what I saw with the Titans in week one.
1: I expect Seattle to be a awful, awful place to play. You, you know, I mean, There's such a good fan base. It's so loud. They haven't had a chance to do that in so long. The 12th man and Tennessee's in a bad place. I hate to say it, but Julio Jones didn't look good this past week. I mean, I'm not worried about Henry and A.J. Brown, maybe not even the new coordinator in Tennessee, but I don't think they can keep up in a passing type of game. And the one thing I just wanted to add is I don't talk about Seattle's defense enough, but they were really good this past week. And last year, Everyone kind of remembers the the Seahawks offense kind of crashing. You know, the second half of the season was not nearly as good to Russell Wilson as the first half. But the defense got a lot better when the offense went backwards. And I think this defense is pretty darn good. And I think they win big. I, I don't like where Tennessee's at at all, and especially walking into Seattle this week, no thanks.
0: And I think that's the way Pete Carroll likes it, you know, keeping it close somewhat and that and I think the points the over under I think is a little high maybe in this game so I'd maybe go under and pick Seattle to win but maybe Titans to keep it within seven points it's six and a half so can they keep it within a touchdown a little bounce back for the Titans Seahawks still win but you know keeping it a little bit closer so that that's yeah. the way I'll go in this one I just uh, if I'm it laying was the points five or six points I'd probably go with it but six and a half just seems like a little much even though you know, if I'm going to pick one side of a blowout, it would definitely be Seattle.
1: No, I hear you. I mean, it's, it's not a bad line. I, I I still take Seattle minus a six and a half or seven.
0: The Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football at the Ravens. More injuries. Piling. I mean, the Ravens. Just a, it keeps bad. it keeps coming. so every single day. It's like okay, well, who did the Ravens lose today? It's pretty amazing. And um, the Chiefs. I mean,
1: Rodney Stanley Stanley's at like the top of the list of guys they can't lose. Right, and he's not playing this game.
0: Yeah, it, that's tough. It's bad against yeah. the Chiefs. The Chiefs were very chief like. Started a little bit slow. Came on like gangbusters and gets a really good team in the Browns and. Were victorious in week one, Ravens lost in overtime. Sort of, uh, you can you can feel there that they, you could see how there could be a very deflated vibe going on with the Baltimore Ravens right now. Three and a half points. I don't like picking a, a road favorite going into Baltimore and winning historically, but I'm gonna pick the Chiefs and give up those three and a half on the road right now.
1: I am and might run to the cashier to put a bet on this one. (laughs) I I mean, there's a handful of games where I think the crowd is going to have a big say in things. You know, the home opener for Green Bay, Baltimore, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, you know, some of these hard places to play that haven't had a chance to root for their team for a long time, and Baltimore's one of them, but Kansas City doesn't worry me of how they're going to handle those things, and I really feel like more than ever, Baltimore has to go in with the halftime lead and grind you out and run the football. And, you know, there's so much being asked of Lamar and there's injuries all over the place. And Kansas City's just too good. I I think they win this game by a lot.
0: Monday Night Football, Lions at Packers. Both teams coming in at 0-1. How about this? The Lions scored 30 more points than the Packers did in Week (laughs) 1.
1: Very different game scripts and styles of games they both played in. I'm hesitant because I do think the Lions and Texans, this is one of my theories so far this year, are going to be great backdoor cover teams. You know, that they're not going to give up. They have all these dudes that are fighting for jobs on both teams and they're going to have big lines all year long. And fourth quarters, even with a down heavy on the scoreboard, could belong to swift and hawkinson and brandon cooks and those guys but and i hated what i saw from green bay but that's not news i think aaron Rodgers is just too proud too competitive to not stomp of this division opponent on monday night football Mm -hmm. i mean everyone in the world's watching he's going to be great so i'm going to take the packers but I do think that backdoor cover thing could be a moneymaker this year. I,
0: I only question how long, like week one, it's okay. You got your guys all fired up, new coaching staff. Right, right. I just wonder how long into the season that sort of an idea can last if you start losing uh, for just, right. you know just a raw raw situation there. Here, here's here's what I'm betting on. You talked about running to the cashier. I'm running to the cashier to take the over on 48 points in this game because the Lions' wow. defense was 32 in the NFL last year, and they looked in week one like they're still the 32 ranked defense in the league, uh, and the packers here's what we got with the packers the last the last 7 games oh wait no this is i'm sorry this is the lions this is the this proves my point i was reading the opposite okay. i thought it was the, the okay. packers defense the lions defense i was on the edge of my
1: seat there
0: the last 7 games for the lions defense they've allowed 41 37 47 46 31 30 and 41 so you're almost just from the lions defense you're almost winning that bet you know, and that's with...
1: Noah Kuda, not that he played great, but still, right. they don't have the depth. You they've know, got right. a they've who got
0: did? a rookie cornerback, at uh, Efetu Melifonwu, that's probably going to start in Akuda's place. And, you know, Devontae Adams right. against a rookie cornerback, who you think is going to win that battle, right? So, bounce back from Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, they didn't look great defensively as well, the Packers did. But, yeah, give me the over. And, yeah, the Packers gave up 38. So, uh, almost 80 combined points given up by those two teams in Week 1. 11 points... I think is the line right? 11 points. The Packers are favorite here. Obviously, you, you got to pick a Packers win against the Lions, but you're going backdoor cover? No, I'm going to no. take the Packers. Okay. I,
1: I, I'm going against my theory just because it's Monday night, and I think Rodgers just squashes them.
0: I think you talked me into the backdoor cover. Give me those points for okay. the Lions right. just because of how ugly the Packers were, uh, but I think it'll still go over 48 points. So, yeah, but Packers to win straight up.
1: And there we have it. All right, got through them all.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, you're right. Monday night football. Rogers is going to show up. If he doesn't, then we can really overreact that and start talking about worry. problems and start talking about the Jordan Love era because uh, he didn't look good. He doesn't look right. It's like his helmet fits differently. The, <laughs> right, so, right. the an whole entire all. aura around Aaron Rodgers wasn't wasn't good in week one. He's got a he's got a flip. Looks, switch. Like,
1: a, looks like a Jeopardy
0: host. <laughs> Not even. I wouldn't hire him for Jeopardy with that look.
1: <laughs> but Monday night home opener. I think you see the best of Rogers and,
0: Company. Yeah. all right. good stuff. That is the week two schedule. I can't wait to see all these games this weekend. And Matt and I, of course, will have them all broken down for you Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.